Now I want to ask you a question. How many of you have ever made a mistake? A few of you. Amen. The, other, the rest of you are lying, but that's okay. We'll, we'll, deal with that. we'll deal with that in just a minute. Um, how many of you have ever made a mistake that you've seen God redeem? And not just redeem, but you wound up in a better situation than, than before it. Um, how many of you have gone in a direction you thought was the right direction and then you realized it was the wrong one and God redeemed that? You know, I'm, uh, well, I'm not going to share that. I was about to pry into somebody's business. I'm not going to do that. All right, I'll pry into mine. Do you know that making mistakes started at the very beginning? Once man and woman hit the earth, mistakes were made. So I want to I just tell you... Um, You've made mistakes. Um, we all have, but there's a way out. There's a way out. If we had never fallen, we would never have needed someone to pick us up. Such a neat thing how the Lord worked through our list this morning. This morning was about freedom. It was about how good God is to save us right where we were. And he didn't wait for us to get right. If he had, he would still be waiting. Because we can't. We can't get right. God meets my needs because I have a need. Just like my natural father here, here on the earth. When I have a need, my mother and father, they meet my needs. You look at these little babies and these babies have great needs. As they grow up, they start to not need as much. But as parents, we meet their need. It's our call to meet, meet their need. We are equipped to meet their need. I want you to know God is equipped to meet your need. But I want to give you a word today, um, and this is going to be a little bit of my testimony. Um, your mistakes do not define you. So many of you are still walking around like your pig pen with a cloud following you, a dust cloud behind you that just looks like people are just looking at you thinking, oh, I see your mistake. I see your mistake. And I can't see anything else. All I see is your mistake. But I want you to know in the kingdom of God, as we follow Christ, our mistakes do not define us. Christ defines us. We are, if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and if you haven't, today is the day. Today is the day. Because, because I am saved, churchy word, because I have been transformed, because I have been converted, because I am not who I was, because I have received Christ, I am now defined in Christ. I'm not defined in my past. I'm not defined in my mistakes. I am defined in Christ. You, if you have received Christ, are defined in Christ, and your mistakes do not define you. God, your creator, defines you. And he defines you in Christ. So you can choose to define your life by your mistakes, or you can choose to define your life in Christ. Your choice. I get to choose. Many times our mistakes wind up being strongholds that are lying to us saying, I've got a hold of you and you cannot get free of this ever. 
You remember what you did when you were in high school? That's, that's my big thing. People from my high school that still don't know I'm preaching find out this is what they've said. Hey, have you heard who's pastor of church on the hill? They say, yeah, it's Paul Ramsey. And they say, Paul Ramsey Jr.? <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. Because, you know, your past wants to define you. Satan wants you to be defined by your past. But sorry, he do- it doesn't. My, my future, yes, come on. Your life is defined by Christ, not by your mistakes, not by your past. However, you can live in a stronghold of being defined by your past if you so choose. You can. God's so good to just let us Make a a choice. He's given us our free will. He does not hold a noose around our neck and say, you must do this. He says, I love you so much that I'm going to let you go. And I want you to choose me back. Well, I choose God. I choose Christ. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at testimonies from our church body. We're going to be looking at um, people from the Bible, from David, from Abraham, of mistakes that they have made and how their mistakes did not define them. God defined them, even in the midst of those mistakes. God was able to take David, who made mistake after mistake after mistake, and God was able to glorify himself through David. God wants to glorify himself through you with everything that you've got to bring along with it. It's going to show how great God is by what he can do with you. Isn't that awesome? Man, we're going to hear from testimonies from here in church and how God has moved in their lives. But today, I want to show you a big mistake that I made. And I've made a bunch. But I was led by a lie. Let me rephrase it. I followed a lie. And I think, hence, I could take this on far, farther and say, I followed the liar. I wasn't literally worshiping Satan, but I was following a non-truth. And Satan is the father of all lies. So can you all put those two together? And let me tell you, this lie that I followed was a very destructive path. And because I followed it, it was my mistake. I made the mistake. I followed it. But the funny thing is, I thought it was true. Why else would you follow something knowingly that it was false? You wouldn't, I don't think, unless you're a few bricks short of a load. But... And I probably was too. You know, we've got to be missing it somewhere in order to follow a lie. Um, But I followed it. I allowed spoken words over me to hold me down. Words like, you're obsessive. Words like, you're controlling. Words like, you're too organized. You're too structured. The Holy Spirit can't move because of your structure. I even had someone say that I was following the wrong spirit. Now, I took that one very hard. I took it very seriously. You know, to be honest with you, in some of these things that were said, there was some truth to it. 
we can be operating in our gift. We can allow God to move in our lives and us to learn how to flow in that and take it to extremes and get off. Now, let me tell you, some of these words that were said, there was a lot of truth to them. I had gotten off, but instead I allowed those words to define me. So what happened? Those words, yeah, they sounded pretty bad. But on top of the words that were being spoken over me, other words started to enter my mind. Words saying I, was, I had no worth. Words saying I was in the wrong place. I was doing the wrong thing. Words in my head pushing me down. Have you ever heard of being oppressed? I had oppressive words over me. And you know what I didn't do? I didn't remove them. I let them camp out in my life. I didn't remove them. In fact, they began to become my reality. They became what I believed as truth. And I made mistake after mistake. It was a snowball effect. It just seemed to be piling on and it got worse and worse. And the consequences of my mistake of following lies followed me all the way up to the top of my leadership and my job, all the way into my marriage. Literally, church, I was going in the wrong direction. Have you ever tried to get somewhere and you realize I'm going the wrong way? Have you ever missed your exit and 30 minutes later you realize I've just driven 30 minutes out of the way? I mean, I wasn't just stumbling around close to the, to the exit. I was going the wrong way. Mistake after mistake. And I found myself in a chair at home. It's the chair I sit in all the time. I fight y'all over my chair. Um, kick people out of my chair. But I was sitting in that chair. No TV on, no one in the room. My eyes glossed over. And I found myself to be depressed. I didn't know what depression looked like. I'd never been there before. Listen, I was 40 years old. And it snuck up on me. And next thing you know, I'm in a, I'm in a hole. And I didn't know it. Just staring off into space. And the worst part about it is I didn't know how to get out. When challenges came, I fell back on those words that were spoken over me. I fell back on those words that Satan was speaking to me in my mind. And I believed them. And I led my life according to them. I tried to change who I was. I tried to change my personality, my core makeup. I hated who I was. I hated how I had been made. I tried to change the definition of me in Christ into the words that were spoken over me. And I followed those words and I got completely lost. Now, can anybody relate? Let me, let me show you a scripture about following lies. In Proverbs chapter 29, It says, if a ruler pays attention to liars, his advisors will be wicked. Now, all I want you to take from that is, is when you're following a lie, 
the direction and the advice that you get is going to continue in that same direction. Why? Because you're listening to non-truth. So it piles on. It's almost like as long as I keep following that lie, I can't get out. Because it's a lie. When, when you're following a lie, you wind up being fed bad information. It's bad. When you're lost, what do you do? When you're driving and you're going to Florida or you're going to New, uh, North Carolina or wherever and you get lost, what do you do? I kind of think I hear you. Ask for directions. As dumb as that sounds and as cliche as it is, especially for men, we hate to ask for direction. As funny as that, all the women just said amen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but listen to me. We hate to ask for directions in our marriage. We hate to ask for directions in our job. We hate to ask for directions in child raising. We are missing it terribly. Asking for direction is a godly thing. We get lost. And man, I was lost. You remember last week we looked at an acronym. And this again, being my testimony, this is the way that, that I try to walk this out. This isn't the only way. You can maybe find a better way that works for you, like my whole workout program that I told you guys about. That we start by praying, then we research. And what I mean by research is Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Do y'all know that scripture? Matthew 6.33. Seek after God, his word, his direction, and the, the path will be made straight for you. Now, I kind of just paraphrase that, but the steps of the righteous man are ordered of the Lord. So if I seek righteousness and I follow righteousness, then my steps are going to be clear to me. So when I get lost, I need to go back to what God says and start seeking him because he tells me, I may not get a word that says, Paul, you're depressed and you need to get up and you need to go do this, 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 and this. No, I'm going to get the wisdom of God back in my mind. I'm going to get the right spirit speaking to me and me identify when the wrong spirit is speaking to me and he is going to lead me out of hell. So we pray, we research, we ask and then we yield. Do you remember what yield means again? We stop, look around, we're not going to cause a wreck, but then we go. We've got to move by that word that he has given us. So, I started with prayer. I knew. I have had, I've had, I've been saved since I was five. I was spirit filled at 17. I, I knew something was off. I just couldn't define it. We get, we go so dumb. Joe McGee calls it going stupid. We go stupid. I was going stupid. So as soon as I could recognize, hey, something's not right. <laughs> it took me forever to figure that out. But something's not right. Start praying. Start digging. Start getting in the word and listening to the word that I'm reading. But it wasn't just that. Elizabeth and I were, were not necessarily, our marriage wasn't breaking, but we were having challenges with communication. We just had attacks happening at every turn. So it made because we hurt, we hurt, we would hurt each other and not terribly. But in 2012, in the midst of all this, I started reading the five love languages. I started reading love and respect. Changed my life. 
If y'all ever hear me, if you ever come in for marriage counseling, those are two of the things I'm going to give you. I'm going to put into your hands or help you get into your hands because it's my testimony. If you've got a better book or something better, great. But the five love languages, why? Because I needed to know how my wife needed to be loved. I needed to know how I needed to be loved. I needed to know how I was supposed to love my wife according to God's word. Because in my efforts, I'm failing. Love and respect, we did this as a church. Changed my life. I, married people, I would encourage you to read those two books. My, my people that are getting married, I would encourage you, read those two books. If not those two books, seek, learn. I read leadership books from Dave Ramsey. I read Entree Leadership. I read um, Andy Stanley's leadership books. I read John Maxwell's leadership books. And do you know what I found out? I found out that I had what I needed to be successful in marriage. I found out that I had what I needed to be successful in my job in leadership. I found out that I had what I needed to help my children overcome strongholds. I found out that I had what I needed to help my wife come out from the hole she was in. And I found out that I had what I need to get out of my hole. You have what you need, but if you're at a point where you don't think that you do, you have gotten lost. Please, please do not turn, turn me off today because I believe there are so many that are following words and lies over your lives that you don't even know are lies. I had the tools to be a great husband, a great leader, that my personality, my gifting totally equipped me to be successful, but I had gotten lost. So I began to ask the Lord for help. I asked the Lord for help. Look at Psalm 46, verse 1. Somebody needs this word today. God is our refuge and strength, and he is our very present help in trouble. And can I encourage you that when you ask for help, listen. Don't ask for help and then keep running in the same direction you're going in and expect God to somehow pull a... a earthquake in front of you and kill everyone that you need killed all the situations just there you go and just keep on running in the direction you're going in no listen God speaks God speaks our problem is we don't listen so how would you listen literally pray ask the Lord to speak and be quiet for a little while then get in the word. He will speak to you through his word. Then call another Christian that you can trust, that you know is full of the Holy Spirit, full of the word, full of wisdom because you see it in their lives. Doesn't mean they're mistake free, but you've seen them overcome and ask for help and listen. They're probably gonna tell you something that's gonna offend you. That's Satan trying to say, don't listen to that person. Why? Because that person's about to get you free. It's hard to take truthful words. They hurt, especially when you're living a lie. So I asked the Lord for help. Then I started asking people. And I'll just tell you who I asked. I started with my wife. I started with my family. Multiple times did I head to Nashville and sit down with Burton Putman just, to, just because I could trust him. David Trumbly. 
there were quite a few men and people in my life that I knew would tell me the truth. And it hurt. It wasn't easy. I began to see the next turn. But church, listen to me. I had to take the turns. I had to choose to go in a different direction. I had to make a change. I had to drive out of hell. No one else could do that for me. No one else can get you out of what you're in. People can give you wisdom and can try to help you, but they cannot get you out of hell. You can. In Christ. I did the driving. It took time. I was really lost. But do you know what? In the midst of me being in hell, I needed that time. It took time for me to begin to build my courage back up, begin to build my strength back up, begin to build my relationship back up to the Lord, begin to rebuild my relationship to my wife, to those around me. It took time. It wasn't just a one and done type thing. Because a one and done type thing isn't very solid. It was that time that it took for the seed to get in the ground and for my roots to get strong again. I couldn't see it. I was still underground. I hadn't even poked up through the ground yet. But as I was seeking after the Lord and following him, I started to get stronger. I want you to know it was my mistake to believe that lie. And following my belief in a lie led to destruction. The path I took was not the fault of the people that spoke the things over me. They did not make me take the path. I took the path. Church, one of your biggest strongholds is you. Because you want to blame everybody else for your problem. And that's just going to keep you in your problem. You want to blame your parents. You want to blame your boss. You want to blame your spouse. You want to blame your kids. And you know what? What they did was wrong. No one's saying it wasn't wrong. But you make your choices. And you can choose to stay in hell or you can choose to come out of hell. Make a choice. It says, choose this day whom you will serve. It says, choose life or death. It's your choice. Pastor, you don't know what, I was, what I'm going through. I want you to know Jesus Christ does. And he can free you. Amen. Listen to me. It's not their fault. You've made the choices. Church, we need to own our choices. We need to own our mistakes. I took the path. I made the decision. Quit blaming others. Now, I want to give you a little bit of a, uh, um, an example. This is a, not, a, not a real good example, but it's an example I have for you today. God is trying to talk Moses in. Moses, you're the man. I want you to go deliver my people from slavery. My people, you're going to go do it. And what did Moses say? Moses said, oh no, I'm not good with words. I've never been good and I'm not now, even though you've spoken to me. I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Now, he says, I'm not good with words. What does that sound like to you? 
it sounds like someone has told him that. Until someone knows their words sound funny, they keep talking the same way. So for him to say, I don't think my words are good, I believe people have been telling him his whole life, you're a terrible speaker. You don't have any business talking to anybody because you don't know how to talk. We are not alone. God is wanting to use you. He is wanting, to deli- he is wanting you to be a part of delivering his people from bondage. Not only does he want to deliver you from bondage, he wants to use you to help deliver his people from bondage. He wants to use you. In the midst of of me being completely overwhelmed, when challenges came, I would fall back on my errors, on my shortfalls. And I even said to Elizabeth at one time, she reminded me this week, she said, that I said, I feel like I can't be who I am anymore. I feel like I can't be who I am anymore. Chuck Swindoll, a very well-known author and uh, preacher, said, know who you are, accept who you are, and be who you are. Now, I want to kind of rewrite this. Know who you are in Christ. Accept who you are in Christ. And be who you are in Christ. We don't want to use our shortfalls or our challenges as crutches to make people accept who I I am. I did that. But when I realize who I am in Christ and when I'm led by the Holy Spirit, who I am is good. Who you are is good. Um, At Harvest Festival in the last few weeks, those that have just been serving, I want you to know you are good. And man, you are capable. And you are are, uh, just lighting up the kingdom of God. Yes. In Christ. So I want to give you an application today. If this is you, and I want to pray for you too, as we as as I'm not quite ready to close, but I'm close. Don't you just love that? Just kind of hold the carrot out there in front of you. How to identify a lying word or a thought or a spirit? If you feel like, hey man, I am overwhelmed by my by my thoughts, by things that people have said. Okay, John. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. And if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to it and mark it up and get this thing out and write it, on your, write it on your mirror. You know you can wipe off what's written on a mirror if you have the right kind of marker. Write things down. That's why I wanted this dirt. I want to be looking at that dirt nonstop. God bless that. Bless our people. Bless the seed. Bless, bless our church. And, and Joe McGee once had us write down uh, two or three scriptures about God being exce- doing exceedingly abundantly more than we could think or ask and put that in our, our bathroom as we're getting ready because you'll start to believe it. Look at this. It says, dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have, com- they have comes from God. Church, us in the church world sometimes like to give words that's not necessarily bad unless you're giving an incorrect word and unfortunately people in the church can give incorrect words and people outside of the church can give incorrect words 
I find it so amazing that if someone walks up to a, someone I know and says, you should go do this, they just blindly go do it. Just because the person said to. Don't do that. Test the word. You come up and you have a word over me, I'm going to say right away, thank you for that word. I will pray about it. Thank you. That was an awesome word. Some words are just pie in the sky, man. Just money's just going to fall out of the sky. Amen. I like that one, but I'll pray about it. Even though I want to just receive that one. And and then some, some words are hard. I'll say, thank you. I'll pray about it. I got to test that. You come up here and want to give a word to the church. That's why we have people in place. Those words need to be tested before it's given up here. We're not trying to be over, overly controlling. We're just trying to do what God's called us to do. You must allow your word to be tested. If you won't, something's wrong. If you won't allow your word to be tested, something's off. So, okay, good. <laughs> Test every word. Tested by the word of God. Tested by Christ followers that you can completely trust to tell you the truth. Tested by the Holy Spirit. Pastor, how do you do that? Holy Spirit, is this word true? That. Holy Spirit, uh, you filled me, fill me again, and I just ask you right now to confirm that word or show me that it's not true. How do I test the word by, how do I test your word that you give me by the word? I have to know the word. I have to seek first the kingdom of God. I've got to know his word to be able to measure it up against what you just said. Maybe I don't know exactly the scripture reference, but I can tell you by the power of the Holy Spirit, and I got the internet, and I got all kinds of ways. I got a Bible scholar sitting right here that has a degree in Bible school, Justin Grant, and I've got a mother who's got basically the same degree. She just didn't go to school for it, and I just got to say, I just got to say, what does this feel like? And let me tell you, they'll pop up and say, hmm, Boom. Instead, I could just follow blindly and go off a cliff. Let me tell you, all I got to do is ask my wife. Husbands, God has given your wife wisdom for you to protect you. She sees things I will never see. And I am a fool not to communicate it with her. Test the word. Holy Spirit, John 16, verse 13. But when the spirit of truth, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Men and women, guys that are following questionable words, I want you to know that Luke, Luke chapter 11, I believe, says, if you will just ask for the Holy Spirit, he will give it. Ask for the Holy Spirit, and then as you go to make decisions, get in the word, you will find the right path. It's what the Holy Spirit does. It's his job to tell you what the Father is saying. Believe me, I believe the Father's trying to say, Paul, you're going down the wrong road. Would you please listen to my spirit? I have the answer for you, but you're not listening. Burton, go tell him he's not listening. Randy Dalton, go tell him he's not listening. Elizabeth, tell him he's not listening. Somebody tell him he's not listening because he's not listening. And this hurts me as much as it's hurting him to watch him walk this path. As a dad watches a child make wrong decisions, you know Father God hurts as much or more watching us go down the stupid path. 
I've given all these ways of him to know how I work, but he's not listening to any of them. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. I love this one. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against us, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take every we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's what I wasn't doing. I was, allow, I was being obedient to the stupid word. I was falling under the power of the word spoken over me instead of taking that thought captive. Now, I want you to know the thoughts that you have can be taken, can, can be controlled by the Spirit of God, it can be removed. It will be made to be obedient. I love that. Are you sitting there ready, want, wanting to? Okay, I'm sorry. I, I get on my soapbox and sometimes I don't even see what's going on around me. We have the power and authority to command every thought to be obedient to Christ. How many of you go to bed with negative thoughts? I can feel it. You didn't raise your hand, but I can feel it. Those thoughts can be, can be taken captive. Not on your own. You cannot control them on your own. But they can be made to be obedient. Your thoughts do not have the power or control over you unless you give them the power and control you can give them power and control. Place those thoughts up against Christ. Let's just have a ding, ding, ding. Nah, uh, let's get ready to rumble. My thoughts, these thoughts against Christ. Yeah, TKO. Yeah, you young people know what I mean. But listen. Lose. They lose. They lose. Your thoughts are going to lose to Christ. I hate negative thoughts. I hate them. Place those thoughts up against Christ, up against the Word of God. But you have to have the Word of God in you to win over your thoughts, over words spoken to you and over you. Faithfully following Jesus, his words, his teaching will lead you to truth, will lead you to freedom, will replace lies with truth. And as I close, I want you to know, when, it, when someone comes up and says, you're going to hell and you're not worth anything and I hate you and you're just going to be terrible. You know, we don't hear that. We're like, you're an idiot. Go away. I had someone say, you're not going to live to see your kids graduate because of what I was eating or drinking. Let me tell you, immediately I thought, that doesn't line up with the Spirit of God. And I rebuked it right there to their face. I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't receive that. I will see my kids graduate. And you will not speak that word over me. The problem is, they're subtle words that sink in. But if you know the Spirit of God, if you know the truth, it will be identified as clearly as someone saying, you've got blonde hair when you've got black hair. John 8, 31 
says, said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teaching and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Who, who gets that? Those that believe in him. Uh. Yeah. Okay, let's do it again. Jesus said to the people who believe in him, you need to receive Christ. Let's start there. He is so good. Quit trying to do this on your own. He has paid your price. You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teaching. We believe him and we remain faithful to his teaching. It doesn't say as long as you live a perfect life. Just stay in Christ. Keep, keep after him. Stay in Christ. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You want to get free? Today is the day. Lies lead to bondage, to chains, to jail. Truth leads to freedom. All right, now, last scripture. Come and listen, all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he did for me. For I cried out to him for help, praising him as I spoke. If I had not confessed my sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Praise God, who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. It's time to quit, to, to, to get out of hell and to drive out. It's time to drive out. We all stand up with me? It's time. It's time to come out from under that stronghold. It's time. And church, it can happen to the, to the best of us and to the worst of us. You can be in church, you can be out of church, and you can be led by a lie. But I want you to know, you following a lie is your mistake. And the Lord has given you a way to get free. We all just pray with me. I just open this altar up now to anybody that wants uh, prayer. And those that are praying, come on down. But Lord, we, I just ask for your Holy Spirit to just come into this sanctuary. I think you've been here the whole time. Here, we don't need that. I'm sorry, guys. Just roll that back out. I've got such great people that just are eager and just love the Lord and are just wanting people to get free. But I want you to know Satan's hanging on to whatever's over you with everything he's got. And he's not wanting you free today. It's time to step out of, your, out of the pew. It's time to step out in faith and say, I've done this long enough and I need a different way. Spirit of God, I just, I just give you the right to move. I just, we just open up, this, uh, open up these gates and these doors for your spirit to come in. Show us truth this morning. It says that the God of peace has placed Satan under our feet. And right now, we just take those thoughts that have been spoken over us, those words that have been spoken over us, and we just place them under our feet. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, what do you say? What do you say? 
you created us. You are our creator, not Satan. Just ask for truth this morning. Just pray that that every stronghold would just be tore down this morning over our minds, over our future. Lord, I just ask for truth. I want you to know that there is truth in this place. Just open this altar up right now to you and just say, come, come, let us pray with you as we sing.